Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 195 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, much love and respect to everybody who've been hitting me up, checking on me, and things like that. Uh, main thing is, uh, since y'all didn't get an episode in February, is uh, I started taking some, doing these uh, classes for um, these Google certifications. Just trying to switch career goals, you know, get up off these trucks and, um, you know, get up off this long haul driving. Well, not long haul, I do short haul driving, but I'm still working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, you know, working from 55 to 70 hours a week. The money is good, but at the same time, uh, I feel, you know, if I'm switching careers and jumping off into tech or something of that extent, um, you know, I could work easily, you know, just a smooth Monday through Friday, you know what I'm saying? And make the same amount of money, if not more and work less hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, at least get down to at least like 50 hours a week at the most, you know, especially with baby number two coming up. So, uh, I just been busy on that. I'm doing this, uh, data analyst project management, these courses on with Google. So I should be done by the summer but i just been focused on that on my days off um y'all just say a prayer for your boy i hate doing homework and shit like that but yeah so basically um these google certifications they um this like a lecture and then you have the whole um i don't know if y'all ever did online classes but you know those discussion questions where you have to you go through a, um, a presentation or you read about something then they ask you a question and you have to respond to two of your classmates and shit like that but what's crazy to me is i can't find no other americans in these classes like every time i have to do the discussion questions uh outside of my regular homework and shit everybody it's uh either uh, a nigerian brother or sister uh some middle eastern person and they all relocated to america and i'm just like why ain't no americans jumping off in these courses but i i don't know i haven't seen any but it is what it is so that's what i just been on grinding on that and um yeah just really kind of focus on that and i looked up and i'm like damn i ain't dropped an episode in like a month you know what i'm saying so uh yeah so we're gonna do a little quick review of what's been going on for black history month especially for black history month i'm just fucking up all you know all day <laughs> but um uh so y'all didn't get a do rags and boat shoes for black history month uh and this has to be one of the worst black history months on record uh because black folks was just acting a plum fucking fool during this whole month um uh, during last month so let me um go ahead and pull up my notes real quick if y'all bear with me here let's see here damn daylight savings time about to start uh let's see here 
Uh, there was that uh, state representative, Walter Blackman, uh, who's that Republican coon out there in Arizona. And um, the <laughs> man. So basically, uh, back in uh, early February, this is how we kicked it off. Uh, that state legislator, um, the the black coon in the right wing, uh, he was basically being called a rhino. Well, his daughter was receiving uh, like text messages from white folks, you know, threatening him and her and calling him the N word and shit like that and calling him a rhino, which means uh, Republican in name only. Right. So I don't know if this nigga going to switch up flows or whatever, or, you know, be I don't know. But my thing is with this whole right and left wing i mean there are two wings of the same bird i mean they call them the right wing and the left wing i mean they both connected to the same bird which is the u.s government <coughs> excuse me but this whole thing with uh walter blackman uh catching hell is because um i think it was because he didn't certify uh he certified biden and he didn't elect to um decertify the the 2020 presidential election so i'm just trying to figure out you know what the fuck is going on with this party um you got you got some of these extremists on the right and then you got people who just trying to really just uh stick by the code of ethics and being anti-black you know on the right and it's the same with the left you know they just do it with a you know they just smile in your face and stab you in the back but on the right you see that knife coming uh straight for you um so we'll see what happens uh with uh walter blackman um yeah but he hurt that he got called a a, a rhino nigga but um yeah i think the actual text message said your nigger dad is rhino that's what the text message uh referred to so um, these people are losing their fucking minds and you know what's crazy to me is actually being out on my route and I'm seeing small businesses with um, you know you see them with Trump stickers and shit like that like Trump 2024 or Trump 2020 or stickers that say don't blame me I, I voted for Trump and the uh the, the new one that I'm seeing now is the let's go Brandon which means fuck Joe Biden which is I don't know it's just crazy as shit like just have some balls and just say fuck Jim Crow Joe you know <coughs> y'all bear with me here my allergies been whooping my ass since we've been having this roller coaster of weather you know um just you know we've had some 60 70 degree days and then it dropped down to like negative 20 within a week so I'm all fucked up in the game my t-zone is killing me but like I said I'm seeing these small businesses you know showing their political affiliations you know which is craziest cat shit to me because malcolm gave us the game and i know these is white folks you know white uh, business owners but malcolm was talking about in the ballot or the bullet how you want to get some of everybody's money you know you start off in your own community and your community builds you up and then you get so big where you start getting money from everybody now I don't know if they don't want a black dollar or a Democrat dollar or whatever, but I just feel like that's bad for business. Like I've been seeing roofing companies, plumbing companies, and these are small, small businesses, you know, probably one one owner with maybe a couple guys working for them. But I just find that fascinating that you are so deep in the political matrix 
but you're really not that deep because if you knew it these people be arguing on the 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 senate floor or up on capitol hill you know uh tooth and nail and being all kind of nasty to each other on social media but after five o'clock they out having dinner with each other their kids playing with each other and shit like that and it's all just to keep us divided and you know to push their agenda or their corporate agendas and shit like that and to keep them in their their seats but it reminds me when i see these small small businesses with these trump stickers and these let's go brandon uh um, stickers of uh, bumper stickers it reminds me of that video and i don't know if y'all seen it this this was about a few years ago maybe about four or five years ago there was a black couple and they were having some work done on their house and the guy who shows up i think they went through a small business the guy who shows up has on has on his truck a huge confederate flag waving and the husband opens the door and he's just kind of on the fence but soon as the wife sees it soon as soon as the wife sees, she's like no not uh nope nope we're, nope you're not coming in my house like that nope not at all we're going to go ahead and cancel uh the contract or the work that you're supposed to do and he was like well i could take the flag now she's like nope 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 you gotta leave and uh, he got the fuck on out of there tucked his tail between his legs and got the fuck on up out them people's driveway and that's rightfully so this is it's just amazing to me how you still expect you came up to these people's house with this flag waving but you probably on that this is heritage not hate bullshit you know um so we'll see what happens but circling back to this um to this uh so-called brother walter blackman um We'll see what happens, but I haven't seen any follow-ups or anything like that. Uh, so that was the beginning of uh, Black History Month, and then uh, we had your man's uh, Mr. Hot and Her. I need two per of Air Force Ones, Mr. Country Grammar. This nigga had his meat out on Instagram stories, like he was literally getting head on Instagram stories, and then he said it was an accident. Do you know how many steps you have to take to post something up on Instagram? You literally have to open Instagram, right? Hit the plus sign and you have the options of live, real, story or post, right? You got your regular post, you got your reels with your videos and you have live just as going live. Then you got story. You click on story. Then when story pulls up, you can either hit the black camera square to have a to take a picture or video or you have a whole thing of your pictures and videos right so then you have to go and find the video click on it right and then you can edit it right so you got the tags the um what's this uh the the, the infinite sign what is that a boomerang uh you got the letters uh where you can put a title or you can put uh gifs in there um, you got the little stars to edit the pictures and then at the bottom you got the arrow where you can post to your story or close friends or send it as a message now all them steps I listed you telling me that you didn't post you getting some sloppy toppy on on accident help me understand this Mr. Country Grammar and this was during Black History Month <laughs> 
like it was just these niggas just had all they dicks out on black history month because then you had who was that who's the b2k nigga you had the little fizz nigga showing his meat right and then you had the uh the tde nigga the uh the rapper slash singing melodic nigga isaiah rashad somebody leaked a video of this nigga getting sloppy toppy from two hispanic dudes and then the video continued and it was um i think it was him giving dome but I, i don't know i don't know but i just know that these niggas had their meat out all black history month and i'm just like for real like you couldn't you couldn't wait till march you couldn't wait till women's history month you know you couldn't wait until like the summer or something like that like you had to really do it on black history month and i i think um with that isaiah rashad i think it was i think it was him but i seen a whole bunch of people reposting it on my timeline and i'm just like damn like like twitter don't be like you don't be having no warnings none at all like you could be scrolling twitter i'll see some shit like san antonio spurs and uh donkey kong and then like body armor or adidas or some shit like that or some uh, red bull tricks or something you know bmx shit and then you keep scrolling and then it's just some nigga getting domed off by uh two two uh mexican day laborers i'm just like damn like i couldn't get a warning uh not suitable for work warning like twitter gotta really change that (laughs) unless i can change my settings but i'm just like damn like i i didn't get no warning or nothing and what's fucked up is 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 showing who liked the shit you know what i'm saying like if so if i like to post by like some some big booty model or some shit like that and i liked it then this is gonna pop up like omaha hostage like this or do rags and boat shoes liked it and it just pops up on your timeline i'm just like damn like y'all folks gotta learn to bookmark some shit because i seen a a bunch of the, the the ladies i follow on twitter they was liking the nelly shit and the little fish shit so all it was just like meat 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 nails from like different accounts posted and i'm just like damn black history month like it ain't nothing but dicks on my timeline and then what we had going on was uh was that rapper band man band man kevo or kivo that nigga got some tattoos of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, for real? Like, during Black History Month? And what was so terrible, besides niggas having they meat out <laughs> and shit like that, <laughs> was black men defending Joe Rogan. Like, what the fuck was that about? So, there's this video that resurfaced of Joe Rogan uh basic uh saying the n-word you know with the hard r and he was saying it not calling black folks it but he would be like repeating shit and then he told some kind of story later on about him going to see planet of the apes and getting dropped off in the hood and it was like planet of the apes and shit like that but the n-word video been scrolling around since um for a while when uh, actually the the right was trying to get on him uh i think in support because he was supporting hillary or something during the 2016 election and so they were just really trying to discredit him like oh you see how the left are racist too and shit like that and so this resurfaced only because how he's 
has this huge platform and he's talking about um you know the vaccines and the virus and shit like that and then you had that um who was is that brother nigerian or something that african uh brother from ufc he was talking about fuck everything that y'all saying about joe rogan that's still my nigga and i'm just like oh man like damn like for real and then what made it what made it worse was you had like dr boyce Watkins coming out uh mr black first b1 coming out defending joe rogan i'm like nigga what is what the fuck are you on what type of silly shit are you on right now sir you looking funny in the light and and it was just wild to see so many black men come out defending them and then uh ndire was looking funny in the light because she posted it on instagram so it started gaining tractions and she was talking about she about to take her shit off of spotify and spotify just doubled down was like nah we gonna stick by uh whole rogan and i was just like damn that's crazy they letting you know what time it is so anyways so Indy, I reposted that on Instagram. They'd be like, hell yeah, okay, yeah, we feel you. Tell me why this nigga got on Don Lemon and uh, was talking about, I don't think he's racist and all this other shit. She started backing down. I'm like, damn, Spotify done came and talked to you or your handlers came and talked to you about how much money you make off streaming and shit like that. Like, oh, man. Like, that's why niggas don't be needing, you know, these celebrity niggas to be uh you know our leaders and spokespersons because them niggas uh sell out at the drop of a dime no boy like oh shit this look bad for my brand you know so that and that all happened during black history month <coughs> and then what else uh what fucking was crazy to happen uh here locally um there was that builder trend company um this is a company here in omaha or lincoln uh, I, I can't remember but it's a it's a like a what it's a app company for um fucking let me pull up this pull this up real quick it's a it's a company uh app company for like construction uh companies where they can itemize their expenses and shit like that and manage everything that's going on with um you know with a project that they're working on and so they do some big numbers oh yeah this in omaha okay here we go god damn it siri get so tired of these pop-ups on my macbook but uh yeah everybody who has a macbook them niggas don't say laptop they be like my macbook like even though i'm using a macbook air i still it's a macbook okay <laughs> even though this shit ain't nothing but a glorified ipad but anyways so and this was uh let me see. Yeah, this was in uh, early February too, Black History Month. On a Delta Air flight, there was a bunch of these uh, these um, these people from this uh, builder trend company here in Omaha. These niggas was on a flight and they just start. They got drunk as a skunk, going off, and they had you know the company logos on. And it was about thirty people, and it was a flight. Um, they were supposed to actually be on Frontier flying to orlando but uh frontier was having some kind of computer issues so they were detoured through new york or some shit like that um and so they got on this plane with the builder train people okay my bad my bad okay so these people were on delta and then there's some other passengers that got deep got detoured or whatever and um 
and these people were sitting in first class the actual passengers and the builder train people were you know not in first class but um there was a black flight flight attendant on this flight and they were talking about she looked very shaken and so she had to deal with these drunk folks and she actually told some other passengers that um she was telling them to put their mask on and then somebody called her nigger and you know she was upset you know because she was trying to do her job and shit like that and then uh after that then so basically this uh was once the the uh the plane was taxiing getting ready to take off but then it returned to the gate and everybody who was on board they all everybody had to get off and then the airport police investigated and they kicked off um they kicked off about 15 other people and uh now let me see 15 to 20 of them passengers oh they actually got to go back on and then they removed um they removed just two of the rowdiest ones and then they said the rest of the flight was pretty quiet and shit like that but what was um kind of crazy if you listen to it um not listen to it but um people were responding to this tweet um because somebody was tweeting out about what actually happened and let me pull these up real quick i'm i know i sound a little rusty but y'all bear with me here i got like a million screens up and so people were saying um that i was invited to um you know a headhunter came and told me about um let me see here let me try to find this tweet okay so this guy was saying that he's a head he was headhunted uh, when he was looking for a job to be part of a builder trend and they warned them warned him about the kind of workplace that it was so builder trend i guess is known to be uh full of bros and shit like that so i don't know i don't know it is what it is but like i said that's just fucked up they told them to keep their mask on and that sister got called the n-word and shit like that so builder trend really didn't come out and say shit about this story either so that's what was happening locally here uh during black history month so it, it has been a very tough black history month the only good part about kind of redemption of black history month was uh that brother at chili's or applebee's who got called uh, he, he got called nigger by this old white dude and he slapped the shit out of this man about 15 or 16 times and that was the only re redeeming thing that happened during black history month because all these black men defending joe rogan then all these niggas having a dicks out and shit like that then this shit that happened you know with builder trend and you know but that ain't niggas fault right there that's just them white niggas just being white niggas once the liquor is flowing and yeah just very disturbing shit that's really been going on but uh i really want to touch on something that's been happening locally here and this is um this is before the end of this month uh the governor uh pete hot dog ricketts hot dog head ricketts he's gonna have to make a decision um about what to do with this money for uh rental assistance the second round of money and it was frustrating with this shit is is this dude is all about business he's all about making money you know he's a billionaire his daddy did all the work so he's just reaping the benefits of it um so we have this like all the states have taken this money the second round of 
rental assistance funds from the federal government. Our hot dog head governor is talking about it's a waste of taxpayers funds, so he's not going to take it. Right. So, you know, what's going to happen with this hundred and twenty million dollars. Right. Well, if we do not accept this money, if the state of Nebraska doesn't accept this, this, this federal money, this hundred and twenty million for rental assistance and to help people, you know, pay their their rents and shit like that and help these landlords get paid and shit like that. Who's been, you know, coming out of pocket to pay their um, to pay the mortgage on the homes that they're owning and renting out. It's going to go back to the feds and the feds are just going to it's going to send that money to other states. That's what's going to happen. So it's us in Arkansas. We are the only two states like even uh, Governor. What's that woman's name? Kim Reynolds, who is just a loony nut job. She even took that rental assistance money. And what's fascinating to me is um, the Nebraska Examiner was talking about how wrong it is because we know that um, our governor, he doesn't fuck with Omaha and Lincoln. He doesn't really fuck with Douglas County and Lancaster County because there's so many black folks here. Right. There's so many. There's large populations of non-whites here. Right. So he so he's always, you know, looking out like towards the farmers and those small white towns. And what's fascinating is that they're talking about people in these rural areas. Those are the ones who need the most help with rental assistance, like especially out in Sarpy County, which is south south of us and southwest of uh, Omaha, which is all white flight areas. And they're talking about those are the people who need the rental assistance the most, which is, you know, so that's what the Nebraska examiner was talking about, which is so fascinating. So and hot dog Rick is talking about he needs he doesn't see a need for the additional funds even with the rising heating costs now let me tell y'all some bullshit about this rising heating costs so usually with our house we live in a brick house it's an older house it was built in the 40s um this is about 80 years old and we have newer windows and things like that so our heating bill in the winter is normally is bundled with light is, is bundled with water too so water and gas are the same companies here and i think it's like that in most places but um so our ours is normally around about 230 during the super cold months about 230 bucks 240 bucks it's never over like 250 you know and then in the summer our water bill ain't that bad i think we be paying about 110 115 that's because we got the pool and shit like that but um so it's not that bad you know we we i keep the heat on hell in the in the winter we have an agreement me and my wife she can have the summer you know she can have that air down to 65 and i can have the heat up to you know 72 75 uh, you know, when it's super cold, you know, because I still like to wear my basketball shorts or my, just my boxers around the house. Like, shit, I'll pay for that extra heat. I know it ain't good for the environment, but shit, it's one home. But I'm going to be comfortable in my shit. And so I get this new heating bill. Um, that shit was $330. I was like, nigga, what? Like, I this, this was my bill last month for... Um, so it's March now. 
so this was for january right so you that january bill you know then you paid in february beginning of february so i was i called them and i'm like yo what's going on lady on the phone you know she was irritated because she probably been getting calls like this all day and she's like yeah gas went up i'm just like how like we've been in a pandemic for the past like two years like you telling me like and i know niggas who work for the gas company like they've been working all year round like okay like it ain't no like scarce resources and shit like that and it just feels like all these companies are raising their prices just because they can you know what i'm saying just because it started out oh we don't have enough people so we gotta charge more we gotta pay people more so we gotta charge you more to get them to come to work and shit like that and then there's all these businesses out here where niggas been working the whole time but the price of their goods is just going up just because it's like oh shit we can kind of squeeze some shit out of them because inflation is the wave like all this shit is man-made like all this shit is made up so yeah so i got this large ass bill i paid the shit but it it hurt it hurt to pay that much damn money like that is groceries for the month you know what i'm saying just for some goddamn heating cost like nigga to heat my crib like are you fucking serious so anyways um so pete rick is hot dog head rick is was talking about he didn't he didn't see the need like i said the rising heating cost and then the deadline to apply is the 31st of this month but i just I, I just get the feeling that it's going to be one of those situations in rural Nebraska and these outside areas outside of the two largest cities here where it bites them in the ass the hardest after this deadline. Because I know the legislators are like in Lincoln trying to force him to um, actually take a stand, like not take a stand, but actually um, take that money because that like legally they can make him do it somehow some way if they get the votes or some shit like that and uh yeah i just i just don't understand why you wouldn't take that money you know what i'm saying like billionaires are some of the 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 biggest people who get that corporate welfare but at the same time this would be helping you know poor people in his state but you know if it's not a farmer he ain't trying to do that shit you know so I mean, they too busy. He's too busy worried about a fucking, uh, what is it, a canal he's trying to build or some shit. Like, man, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm ranting and raving. Let me see how long I've been talking to y'all on this subject right now. Yeah, I've been going on half an hour just hemming and hawing and talking about how bad Black History Month was. But uh, I'm going to leave it to my uh, nigga Hove. It's been a minute. Let me see if I can do this. <clears throat> Silence, please. Uh, my nigga Hove. What you gotta say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. I'm glad you're still out here kicking and doing your thing. It's been a long hiatus, but uh, Tyrone, let's go ahead and get into it. So, uh, selling hope like damn dope, we have to give it to the human rights campaign. All right. So last episode, I was talking about how uh, there was a um, a leg booty brother on TikTok talking crazy about black men and him being a black man himself. But, you know, him being a homosexual, he thought that that excluded him from being in those black male statistics. 
um, which they don't divide it up by sexuality, right? We live in a race-based society. Uh, is a race-based hierarchy here, and um, the uh, the brother who's the head of the Human Rights Campaign, which is the largest LGBTQ uh, advocacy group in America, this is the president of it, the former president of it, Alfonso David. Uh, so this nigga ended up suing the organization in federal court um, because he alleged that he was underpaid and then terminated because he's black, right? So Alfonso David is a black civil rights attorney who led the HRC, excuse me, the human rights uh, campaign for two years. And he was fired back in September um, after, uh, um, let's see here, uh, after New York Attorney General Letitia James uh, described how he helped discredit a sexual harassment accuser of, uh, you know, New York Governor uh, Cuomo. All right. So uh, and he was Cuomo's chief counsel from 2015 to 2019. So in the lawsuit, um, David was talking about he was fired because he's black and uh, that the group, the HRC, maintained discriminatory employment practices. Um, And he was saying that when he was discussing his contract renewal, um, the uh, human rights campaign board members acknowledged that he was paid less than his white predecessor because of race. And then he said he was discouraged from discussing race in public and the board members, um, they really didn't like that shit. And when uh, he was giving a speech on race, um, David says that a prominent white board member confronted him in front of other staffers and said, we all know you're black. Why do you keep telling us that? And then when the um, George Floyd, rest in peace, um, protest, you know, kind of sparked up, um, he was, uh, they say the senior executive was criticizing David because he issued a uh, statement on the HRC's behalf and supported the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, then he said that executive, you know, he kind of he expressed concern along with the criticism about alienating white donors and specifically white gay men. Right. So um, then he was talking about how he saw um, that same executive criticize a black staffer for attending a meeting um, with the with uh, without the presence of a white staffer. And um, yeah, so there's all kind of shit that was just going on. So yeah so y'all help me out here leg booty community my, my, my black folks in that um, your sexuality does not make you you know special or shield you from racism here here you got somebody who was leading one of the biggest lgbtq advocacy groups and they were being racist as hell to this man you know you're alienating our white gay donors or white gay men uh, yes, we know we paid you less than the than the white person that, that was leading us before you. Right. And so they just needed a reason to let his ass go anyway. And they got tired of hearing about race with him. So you're going to catch hell from straight white folks and from gay white folks, you know, and from trans white folks, anybody in that leg booty community. So help me out, y'all. Are y'all going to continue to can? Keep on putting your sexuality before your blackness, because if you keep doing that, 
you just gonna wake up in the world of heartbreak and be up looking confused like i don't know what happened i don't know what's going on guys and shit like that and you know i thought it was all good so i don't want y'all to be out here you know on some confused shit and and when you get your nigga wake up call then all of a sudden it's like i didn't see this coming you need to see it coming this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l we got a double l this time um the first one we're going to talk about is the government using social media influencers to control narratives so just like traditional media so we thought that you know people being on the front lines of what's going on in worldly events was making it do what it do um there has been a uh article that came out an article that came out from the uh from the wapa washington post excuse me and it says uh the white house is briefing tiktok stars about the war in the ukraine with millions getting their information about the war from the platform the administration wants to get its message to top content creators so basically um about 30 tiktok stars they got on a zoom call to receive quote unquote key information about the war unfolding in the ukraine uh, national security staffers and white house press secretary briefed the influencers about the u.s strategic goals in the region and answered questions on distributing aid to ukrainians working with nato and how the u.s will react to a russian's uh use of nuclear weapons so all that tells me is that they're basically just using these influencers as um you know talking heads just like how traditional media um you know on the news and newspapers how they have their own left or right wing spin or have this uh jingoism which is not which is like ultra patriotism you know uh, going on and so there is trickling down to social media because y'all remember with the um we really saw a kind of a change in the narrative with um down there in ferguson uh when uh, mike brown was murdered rest in peace by um darren um and so you started seeing people on the front lines actually tweeting out posting videos posting pictures of what was really going on down there and the media really couldn't spin it no kind of way they you know they were trying to say oh these people are burning up their own homes and blah 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 and all this other bullshit but people were really showing what was going on down there and how they were protesting and then how these how these outsiders were coming in here and uh doing all this silly goofy shit and uh trying to take over you know what the people in ferguson was trying to do then we saw the same thing with the george floyd uprising remember when we seen uh uh what was that that guy who had that umbrella that was walking around and like hitting windows and shit and trying to start a fire and shit like that and the media didn't know who he was but people found out who the fuck he was and he got arrested and shit like that and then you seen uh how um the police officers and these different uprisings and protests would uh send out undercovers um to kind of incite and uh you know um rile the people up just so they could get some arrest and shit going on like that so now 
you got these um <coughs> excuse me so now you have the government really trying to step in and trying to control the narrative you know via social media so this just lets me know how we could probably see them alphabet boys working with influencers on twitter on facebook instagram um tiktok whatever to you know kind of stir up some confusion some purpose confusion to water down movement so it'd be less concentrated and less powerful so um yeah so you you really can't trust you know half of what you see and none of what you hear and that is wild to me that they would actually admit to you know giving these tiktok stars um information about what's going on in the ukraine and what's fascinating to me is even though the ukrainians are catching hail from russians they still can can practice uh can practice can practice anti-black racism we've seen it uh how they're treating those nigerians over there our african brothers and sisters over there in europe uh they wouldn't let them get on those trains leaving out leaving out of there these people were uh trying to uh, go to poland i believe that's that's where they was trying to head to from the ukraine and um and when they got to the polish border they were being turned away and they were letting the white ukrainians in and it was the same with those buses and shit like that and then there was a video that surfaced from a few years ago when those ukrainians uh ran up on an african brother in a uh grocery store with a banana and he was like i don't want no problems and shit like that and they started speaking in ukrainian or whatever their language is and um you know made him eat a banana on camera and they was laughing at him and shit and what was fascinating to me i saw a tweet from a uh african brother and he was talking about he don't blame the ukrainians for how they were treating him and people that look like him he blamed african leaders i'm like nigga what like how are you blaming your leaders right now when you didn't let you didn't left your home country to try to pursue a better life in a racist ass white country like how are you blaming them you know what i'm saying so it was like get the fuck out of here and so black folks over there catching hell and they want them to they want them black folks to fight them russians and shit like that while now initially they tried to play it off like women and children were the only ones leaving but they were turning away black women too right so they couldn't play that card and the ukraine is heavy with nazis what is it the azov that's uh that's a white supremacist uh nazi faction that's actually inside has infiltrated their military just how like white supremacists has infiltrated our um law enforcement here um yeah they they infiltrated their army out there you know their military division and uh there's all kind of uh, videos and pictures you can see of them waving the ukrainian flag with the uh, swastika on it and shit like that so when people are asking me about the ukraine and shit like that i don't give two fucks about what them people doing and now you got jim crow joe and um fucking K- kamala harris out here trying to uh bring them folks on over here like what the fuck we gonna gain by you know uh bringing some uh some white supremacists over here like how the fuck is that gonna help anybody except for white folks you know what i'm saying so and i've tweeted this out before 
<clears throat> once those numbers start dwindling you are going to see one of two things you're going to see a huge immigration from poor european countries just like the ukraine to boost up white numbers and then you're also going to see or you're going to see more acceptance of uh hispanics into the white uh fold and we kind of saw that with this Trump administration, even though he was talking crazy about um, the former Trump administration. He was talking crazy about, you know, Mexicans and shit like that. You still had Mexicans for Trump, Hispanics for Trump's Latinos, Latinas, Latinx for uh, Trump and shit like that going on. And you still have um, uh, and they were talking about now with the Hispanics in this country right now, they're leaning towards the right. Even though those immigration policies harm them the most. So I <laughs> make it make sense. You see what I'm saying? So I don't give two fucks about these Ukrainians uh, trying to come over here. That country is hugely racist. And when they get in their ass whooped by them Russians, they still can practice anti-black racism. And that is like the 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 common denominator with all these white countries and then uh immigrants when they come over here they have to let it be known that hey i'm not black i can jump on this anti-black racism train uh to get some uh some some crumbs some trinkets uh from the u.s government i can hop on that coon train you know what i'm saying and it's just like everybody is anti-black even them africans coming on over here and I say them Africans because a lot of times they don't even look at us like brothers and sisters and that Pan-African shit. That shit is a one way street. And I hate I hate that. I hate that because it's, um, you know, we really could, you know, restore some justice to the whole planet. If black folks really linked up and, you know, really got it popping and shit like that. You know, we Africa is one of the riches is the richest continent on the planet it has everything that you need to sustain life you know what i'm saying great temperatures um <laughs> all kind of precious metals and things like that and it's just it just has been decimated economically and politically and um you know it's so much in fighting with uh, different countries there in that big ass continent and you know uh people from this country don't like people from this country and it'd be people in the same cities don't like each other's and shit like that and they look just alike it just don't make no sense it that tribalism i mean that's how you get conquered divided and then you can conquer anybody you know what i'm saying so if we really could link up i mean we could use what you know our americanism and shit that we learned here and uh you know and the the fighting spirit that we have here to you know get our brothers and sisters over in the the motherland to be on the same page with us and they could be you know one of the the uh they could be a true power in the world you know and a and a power of restorative justice and not you know revenge you know i know so many white folks think justice looks like revenge but it don't look like that at all but um yeah so <clears throat> going back to on topic it just i just want y'all to be careful about the information y'all going to start receiving uh on social media you know because it's it's it went from grassroots to the people and now it's it's starting to kind of mold and become more uniformed and we're seeing that you know with social media now we're about to start seeing this with uh cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is still the wild wild west 
but uh, Jim Crow Joe has, you know, signed a new uh, uh, an executive order for the U.S. to create their own cryptocurrency or to sponsor one and to study. But first, they need to study cryptocurrency and bring some some sort of balance to it. So, yeah, shit's getting weird right now. But um, also here locally, there's another L that has to be held. <laughs> And I'm going to say this, that um, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. So what we're looking at right now, which is sad, is um, here in the state of Nebraska, and especially in Omaha, we're um, looking at a situation where, um, you know, that prison, uh, that prison pipeline is just it's it's just it's going so tough it's especially for black folks there was an article that came out um just uh just uh last week um no just a couple days ago i'm sorry um just came out a couple days ago and it's called paying the price the well-worn path to prison in north omaha fuels racial incarceration disparities and what you can take from this article is um it, it all goes back to a bill from 2009, the LB63, and it introduced um, mandatory minimums for gun crimes and um, how those mandatory minimums worked. It was five years for using a gun during a crime, um, five years for a drive-by shooting, three years for a felon being in possession of a gun, three years for shooting in a, at an occupied structure, right? So once those uh, that 2009 bill got passed into law, um, it saw about a 16 percent jump in prison population. And then what's even more fucked up is um, the state of Nebraska ranks 10th in locking black folks up. And then 5% of the population, that's what black folks make up, about 5% of the population, but almost 30% of the inmates in state. So we only 5% of the population in the state, but 30% of the state of the inmates in state is black folks. That is crazy. That is crazy. So now we're seeing... You know, we're about to have another prison built. And that's one thing that Jim, uh, I mean, not Jim Crow Joe, but um, Hot Dog Head Ricketts is working on. And that just lets me know that they're going to push another bill um, to criminalize something. And then you're going to see more G-Unit sweeps. You know, you're going to see more gang sweeps coming through. Um, and anybody can be a gang member. You know, you can just be outside wearing a, a, a red shirt and they saying that you a fucking blood, you know, and, uh, and a crime happened, you know, four blocks from your house, but you was outside in a red shirt. So you about to get swooped up and uh, get hit with one of them mandatory minimums because there was a gun used during a crime and uh, you were part of that gang because we said so. So you're going to get five years. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is terrible. It was terrible just with that one bill alone, you know, for what, 13, 12, 13 years later, it, it jumped. The prison population jumped up 16 percent. And it's just like, damn, we building another fucking state prison because them brothers in uh, was it Tecumseh? 
or is it Lincoln? I can't remember. But uh, they stacked on top of each other in them prisons. But uh, Brad Ashford is one of the people who introduced the bill. Now he backtracking, talking about um, we shouldn't be locking this many folks up. It should be other means to, um, you know, besides, you know, jumping into mandatory minimums and shit. I'm like, nigga, you the one who pushed the bill. You introduced it. So now all of a sudden you got buyer's remorse, you know, probably after you even got a kickback from you know some shadow agency that was you know advocating for this or some one of them private prisons or some shit you got some kind of fucking kickback for it or it made your political career look good so i mean it's just terrible all around i just want people out in these streets to be safe and just to be you know on your p's and q's just stay on your square and if you can flip legit definitely flip legit get your man you win perfect All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, we got to give it to the two brothers, uh, Cootie and Chike, who uh, did the documentary Genius that is up on Netflix right now. Uh, I finished the um, three-part series on Kanye West. And, uh, man, those first two, so it spanned over, like, 21 years of, uh, you know, footage of them filming uh, Kanye as he rose to, you know, this billionaire status. Um, them first two episodes, those those were dope. Like they were really good. Um, and then uh, I, I get I, I'm a spoiler for people. And then they kind of they didn't have a riff, but Kanye got so big that he kind of forgot where he came from. He kind of got on one of them brand new tips, so he kind of pushed you know Cootie off to the side and kind of you know said fuck it you know fuck it with the documentary and was acting kind of funny style with him and shit like that and then they finally linked back up and uh, yeah it was hard to watch because that third part that you see um you see the light leave uh kanye's eyes from the first two uh um installments of the uh of the documentary like the first two he's making college dropout and then um what is it uh late registration so he's making those and you know you kind of see the pro the process of him uh you know getting to that level of uh superstardom and um man the first two um installments you just really see kanye being his purest self like he's literally like a grown child very trusting there's a there's a scene in the first um installment where uh you know he's he's starting to make a name for himself and shit like that and he's headlining um a radio concert in chicago and one of the people he came up with you know kind of taught him how to make beats and rhyme and shit like that um you know he was smiling in yay's face and shit like that and then um he made a diss song about him, you know, and he just seen this man a few hours earlier and, uh, you know, he approached him about it and you see how hurt Kanye was like, you know, like this is really supposed to be my man's and now he trying to get famous, you know, dissing me, but it really ain't no smoke like that. When I see him in person, it was a very fascinating scene, but you just kind of seen how hurt Kanye was, um, when it when he's going through that situation and then how big and influential his mama was to him how much she loved him and 
you know, believed in him and she was remembering his rhymes and stuff like that. And yeah, and I think the combination of him losing his mama, the Taylor Swift situation and how Hollywood music industry just kind of came crashing down on him after that Taylor Swift thing, you know, the big black brute snatching the microphone from this lily white woman and shit like that, defending a black woman and uh, <coughs> telling the absolute truth about how Beyonce had a better, you know, video than Taylor Swift. And, you know, he, he just got this backlash. And I think that just contributed to his spiral, you know, to where we see him at now. And what was um, what was uh, what made me think about that and include that Taylor Swift? Cause I know a lot of times we kind of, you know, blame his mama you know not blame her but her passing that fucked him up but um i remember listening to an interview you could probably find it on youtube with jamie fox and he was talking about uh you know meeting kanye and when kanye was kind of doing his thing with i think gold digger or something like that i don't think it was with slow jams i think it was with gold digger and uh he was talking about how all these white folks love him love them now and uh jamie was like hey be careful with that because this you know this they don't really love you like that they love you know what you represent in the money and i and i kind of think that kanye kind of got a little coon mentality once he you know started you know really doing his thing and blowing up especially with late registration you know once he really got his foot in the door in the music business and thinking that he transcended race you know, I think he really thought that he was one of them people. And then when he got hit with that Taylor Swift thing and the backlash and the hell that he caught, um, I think it really shattered him. So when you see the third installment, you just see somebody completely different. Like he looks like a shell of himself. There's a very uncomfortable scene where he's speaking with where um, Cootie is filming Kanye at like this, uh, like, I don't know if they're down in the Bahamas or somewhere, some resort, somewhere very nice, beautiful beaches. And there are these, there's these old white men around and Kanye's just going off on this incoherent rant. And these white men are just kind of like eating it up. But you can tell that these white investors, because they're investors, uh, you can tell that they're just like, okay, nigga, we're going to let you say all this dumb shit. You know, they kind of it's a very uneasy scene and you know that they're just kind of looking at Kanye like yeah we're using you you know we're, we're going to make so much money off of you and then throw you off to the side and I, I believe you know that that just kept on happening with Kanye I feel like he kept on making industry friends and then people showed him who they really are and then next thing you know it's just like damn you know you're thrown off to the side that's what I feel like uh, really happened but you just see the difference from those first into the first two installments to this last one and it's just like damn like the light just left that man like that that's a very uncomfortable scene i want to i really want y'all to pay attention to that scene at that beach and uh uh cootie actually had to turn the camera off because he just said he felt uncomfortable you know with what was <coughs> excuse me what was going on in that uh in that instant instance and uh, yeah, but it's a very good documentary. Uh, that third installment is, is hard to watch just because um, 
you just you just feel bad for Cootie, and then you um you it just then you see Kanye when they finally link back up, and you just like, damn, like look at the look how look at the people that he surrounded himself with once he you know gets to the point that he's at now and you just kind of look like this shit all seems like it seems like artificial relationships because before it, it looked very organic with like rhyme fest consequence chike cootie and all of his friends and shit like that it felt organic and hey i'm about to just put my people on and then when he gets big it just seems like everybody's just kind of like hey what can what can you do for me what can you do can you do something for me can you do something for me you know and it's just like he just he looks very uh wore out and like i said it just looks like that that light that childlike wonder has just left him so he just seems like a shell of himself like it's 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 wild to watch so but yeah shout out to uh cootie and chike for making that documentary it it is it's still really good though definitely watch it um them first two uh installments you'll definitely go down memory lane uh with kanye's music all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote actually comes from robert puller and it talks about because we're heading into the season of spring um it says good habits once established are just as hard to break as bad habits so heading into this new season of life i know you're supposed to be reaping what you sow as far as you know you're supposed to be grinding and doing your thing in the winter but hey you can start a good habit you know right now you can start right now the weather's breaking um, you know, it's supposed to be all in the mid 60s um, all this week here in the O in Omaha. I know in the east, y'all got hit with some uh, some heavy snow, and then in the south too, y'all got hit with uh, some winter storms too. So, but I mean, change gonna come, and you know, uh, motivation is temporary. Um, habits, that's that's what really gets you through. Good habits, that's what really gets you, you know, going. There's some days you don't want to go to the gym or hop on that treadmill, but you do it anyway. You start building habits, start building habits. Just keep on building those, you know, uh, those blocks and those blocks turn into steps. And, you know, you keep taking them steps up on them building blocks. Next thing you know, you done reached your goal. So just keep on keeping on and making it do what it do. And I'm sorry for the wait. Y'all won't be waiting a month for an episode of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Um, but this has been episode 195 of it. And as always, y'all know I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for reaching out, shooting the emails and shit like that. Um, and checking on your boy. But uh, I'm doing good. I'm just doing my thing. Just working on some personal goals and just trying to upgrade the lifestyle. But I am always here for y'all. If y'all need some advice, y'all can always shoot me an email or reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. Um, y'all know where to find that at is do rags and boat shoes so um and i will see y'all next week i'm gonna be on vacation but when i get back i'll definitely holler at y'all and give you a recap of vacation and shit like that so nothing but love and respect to the family out there um peace